the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. I was listening recently to a talk about indigenous farming practices. Okay, this is something I do. <laughs> Meaning the kinds of ways that peoples farmed this land, the land that we're on now, long before any European people arrived or before industrialization. Mm. And in this talk, the farmer, a black indigenous farmer close by in Virginia, talked about the practice of slash and burn farming. Mm. This method of farming went like this. People grew food or raised animals on big plots of land, vast areas of land over time, and they did that for years. But then when they could tell that the land was not yielding as much as it once had, they did something very counterintuitive. Mm. They let all the shrubs and the weeds, etc., grow over the land, and then right before the rainy season came, they chopped it all down, mm. let all those dead plants and everything sit there and dry out, and then they set it on fire. Mm a controlled fire. Hmm. And once they did that, the land was cleared and what sat over top was a thin nutrient rich layer of ash, hmm. which settled back down into the earth when the rains came to fill back up the soil with nutrients and renew it and get it ready for another season of growing. Hmm. The death and the nutrient rich ash that came from it healed the soil mm. and provided opportunities for life to flourish again. Mm, Healing and new life came from death. Mm. I want to talk about Ash Wednesday today by talking about death in two ways. Our death and his death. Mm. First, our death. Ash Wednesday has a depressing feel to it, doesn't it? <laughs> and maybe you're here for the first time in your life on an Ash Wednesday service at 7 a.m. Mm. and you're feeling the vibes of deafness, of somberness. <laughs> Why do Christians gather to remember something as depressing as from dust you came to dust you shall return? Mm. Why do we kick off a holy season together, a season that leads to such a victorious feast of Easter morning in such a way? Mm. The answer to that, to put it quite simply, is that there's profound freedom and joy to be found in remembering death, mm. both our death and his death. Yeah. There is freedom found in rejecting the lies of the world that promise infinite productivity, mm. infinite vitality, infinite possibility, and infinite time mm. to accomplish all we'd want. Mm. A world filled with distractions so that we might not have to think about the arc of our lives. Mm. A world always searching for the elusive anti-aging project, mm. product, secure retirement plan, or arsenal of guns and tanks and bombs that will finally ensure that we can be free from death and danger. Mm. But those are lies. Yes. Lies cannot set you free. Mm. Only the truth can do that. Mm. Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm. The truth about our lives is all over the Bible. Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Psalm 144 verse 4. All flesh is like grass and all its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. First mm -hmm. Peter 2. Yes. It is spiritually healthy for us to remember these things. Mm. This controlled burn of remembering our mortality mm. helps burn away our idolatries, our pride, our mm. vanity, and fills us with wisdom. Mm. Psalm 90, 
teach us to number our days mm. that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Yes. The truth is that our bodies are limited mm. and mortal. The truth is that we're born into sin and brokenness. Mm. Our bodies are not infinitely productive. They are not machines. Mm. We get tired. We get discouraged and angry. And we cry when our parents are putting us to bed, even though that's what we need. Mm. <laughs> our bodies are susceptible to tragedy and danger and disease. Mm. Our time here in this life is but a breath and it is limited. Mm. As I preach, my father is preparing to undergo a cancer surgery tomorrow. Mm. And as we have processed, we've processed over the last months together this stubborn reality that will not go away. Mm. From dust you came mm. to dust you shall return. Mm. As I've talked with him, I've rediscovered again my own mortality. Mm. For he's only 30 years ahead of me down the road of this life. Mm. We've processed together that as much as it's tempting to believe the lie that we are in ultimate control all over our life and destiny, eventually we will learn that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Facing the truth is so important because only coming and coming to the end of yourself and your own life, only in dying to the lies of the world can you come to the truth of the healing and loving life and death of Jesus Christ. Mm. So I want to talk about his death. Mm. This season of Lent started as an initiation of those neighbors, of those friends of Christians who wanted to be taught and formed into the way of following Jesus, mm. joining his people, the church. If you count back 40 days from Easter Sunday, then you land here on Ash Wednesday, mm. not counting Sundays. Those converts were told when they came to the church to be taught that they must die to their old lives mm. as it was in the world. The gods they worshiped, the lies they believed, and that there was to be a fundamental reorientation mm. towards the new life and the new way of Jesus, which is the way of the cross. Mm. Dying to sin, dying to the lies of this world and understanding that one's life finds its ultimate fulfillment and peace in mm. union with mm. this one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Lent became a practice for the whole entire community of Christians to be reinitiated mm. into this core central reality of our faith that we have been ransomed, mm. that we have been bought with a price and that thankfully our lives are not our own. Yes. That one has died for all, therefore all have died. Mm. He died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Mm. Lent is a time of reinitiation for us when we come back to the essential events that make us all little Christs, that make us all Christians in the mm. first place, mm -hmm. which is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, mm. and our identification with those events. Mm. We have been crucified with Christ, says Galatians 2, mm. and we have been raised up with him, mm -hmm. says Colossians 2. Yeah. Life in this mortal, broken, deadly world can be lived now in wisdom, joy, and peace and love because our lives, no matter how short or long, mm. are not an end in themselves. Mm. They are not our own. Mm. Our lives are caught up in his life yes. because we have died to ourselves and lived not for our own sakes, but for his. Mm. Lent is the season to yet again burn the old fields of our hearts mm. and receive again the healing ash of the love of Jesus. Mm. The one who died in our place mm. as we are headed towards on Good Friday by his wounds, we have been healed. Yes. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, mm. that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yes. Ash Wednesday is a remembering of our death 
but it is a remembering of his death. Yes, amen. And the mark of ashes you are about to receive is a mark upon our lives and our bodies that symbolizes our reinitiation into the way of the cross. Mm. I want to end with just the three reminders for us that the ashes bring out. Mm. Number one, we are mortal and weak and sinful. Mm -hmm. We live in a grievous world, a world of war, a world of suffering and disease. We are in need of rescue and forgiveness. Yes. Ashes are a symbol of mourning and repentance, of coming to the end of ourselves, mm. dying to the lies of this world. Mm. Number two, it's a reminder that in the midst of a dangerous and deadly world, there has been one who has come and rescued us through the cross yes. and empty tomb. Mm. It's remembering again Heidelberg Catechism question number one. Mm. What is your only comfort in life and death? Mm. That I am not my own, yes. but belong body and soul and life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. He mm. has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood. He set me free from the tyranny of the devil. Yeah. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head mm. without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Yes. Because I belong to him. Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes mm. me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. Mm. See, Lent is infused with grace and love. Mm -hmm. It is not opposed to it. Mm. Grace is a free gift to those who are in need, and Lent is the season to know even deeper mm. your need. That's right. Third and finally, this is a reminder, and the ashes are a reminder as they put the cross on our forehead. It's a reminder that our lives have a call to take up our cross and go deeper in mm. in following Jesus. Mm -hmm. To die to ourselves and live for him who died for all. Mm. To glorify him in our bodies. Mm. That those who live might no longer live for themselves but for the sake of him. Yes. This is a call to go deeper in and to be marked out. From mm. the righteous ashes of the death of Christ, we are made new healed and renewed life as possible. And mm. this is the journey of Ash Wednesday. Mm. Amen. Amen.